Hi and welcome to the Mindset Marketing and Money podcast. So this could also be called a minimalist podcast too as we have no music and I do no editing. It's just from my phone to your ears and so I hope you can forgive me for that. So I'm Alison Wood, my website is nichelifesuccess.com and today we're going to be talking about embracing the power of choosing a word of the year. So If you haven't heard of this before, many people will choose a word that sums up how they want the year ahead to go and what they want to focus on. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit more today, just so you can see how it's worked well for me and how it could be a possibility for you. So choosing a word of the year is a simple and yet powerful practice and it can help you to stay focused and motivated throughout the year. Instead of making a long list of resolutions that are often hard to keep, choosing a single word that encapsulates your goals and aspirations can be a more effective way to make positive changes in your life, whether that's in your personal life or in you know, a business, a side hustle, career, anything. So I first heard about this practice from a friend, I suppose it was a few years back now, and she had chosen the word courage as her word of the year. And she explained that every time she faced a difficult situation, she would remind herself of her word and use it as a source of, I guess, inspiration and strength, really. It helped her to push herself out of her comfort zone and say yes to more things that she truly wanted to do. And also no to more things that were draining her. You know, courage covers a lot of key areas. And it can also be courage to set boundaries, for example. And that was where she was coming from in wanting to say no to more things. So obviously that word is very personal to her because it it is what she wanted to guide her through the year. And the same, hopefully, will be true of you and the word that you choose. So at that time, I hadn't really come across this before, I'll be honest, but I was intrigued by the idea and seeing that it worked so well for for her, my friend, I decided to choose a word of my own and see how it would impact my life. So after some reflection, it wasn't easy that first year to choose something, but I decided on the word growth. It was early in my business, I'd kind of just quite recently stepped away from like my corporate job and I wanted to focus on both personal and professional growth. I also felt that this word would kind of remind me to step out of my comfort zone and embrace new opportunities. So during that year, growth worked really well for me and it helped me to stay motivated and inspired to do the things that I wanted to do and also that I needed to do. Choosing a word of the year is different from setting resolutions or intentions. Resolutions are often quite specific goals that we set for ourselves, while intentions are more general ideas of how we want to live our lives. Now, in contrast, a word of the year is a single word that represents a theme or focus for the year ahead. For example, let's just take something that is not sort of business or um, professionally related. So 
let's just say one of your resolutions, which is for many of us at the start of a new year, would be to say lose 10 pounds. Now, instead of just making that your full intention, you know, that's my resolution, this is what I'm going to do during the first three months of the year, you might instead choose the word health as your word of the year. Now, this word can guide you in making decisions that promote your overall health and well-being, such as choosing healthier foods or making time for exercise. Now, I love it for this as it takes us away from the concept of what we should do and instead offers a more relaxed way of helping us focus on what will serve us well during the year. Choosing a word of the year can help cultivate mindfulness and more than that, sort of intentionality in your daily life. By keeping your word in mind, you can make small choices and changes that align with your overall focus for the, for the year ahead. So let's talk about choosing your word. So choosing a word of the year is a powerful exercise in itself. It can help you focus on your personal growth, your values and intentions for the next 12 months. And here are some tips on how I go about choosing my word for the time ahead. So first of all, it's important to reflect on your past experiences and really think through what you want to achieve in the future. Maybe not just in the next 12 months, but even going forward after that. Take some time to think about what you learned in the previous year and obviously what you want to accomplish in the next 12 months. Consider your achievements, challenges and any areas you want to improve. Choosing a word of the year that aligns with your personal values is essential to ensure that you stay true to yourself throughout the year. Think about what is important to you, what you stand for. Your word of the year should be a reflection of your core values and beliefs. Yes, you want it to push you out of your comfort zone, but you don't want it to be so separate from who you are and who you see yourself as that it proves impossible. You want it to motivate and move you forward, but to still be essentially a part of what you you truly believe about your life and you truly believe about who you are and who you want to be. So when choosing your word of the year, consider the year ahead and what you want to achieve. This should be a guiding force that helps you stay focused and on track. Think about the direction you want to take and the intentions you want to set for the year ahead. Now, if you need any help to choose this word, I have some free journal prompts that will highlight key areas to think about and you can grab that free download at nichelifesuccess.com forward slash word and the link will also be in the notes wherever you're either listening or watching this podcast. So as I embrace my chosen word of the year, I find it essential to integrate it into my daily life. So doing so helps me stay focused and motivated to achieve my goals. And these are some practical tips now for daily reminders and also creating a supportive environment for yourself. You want to set yourself up to make this easy. 
So one way to keep my chosen word of the year at the forefront of my mind is to set up daily reminders. So I use my phone's calendar app to set up reminders, maybe once a day, maybe more than that if you really want to stay focused. I just remind myself of my word and its meaning. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be the same reminder every day. Some days I might focus on work-related things. Other days it might be more personal-related things. It's going to depend what the word is as to how that's going to drive you forward and the reminders that you set yourself. I also write my word on sticky notes and place them around my home and sort of office workspace. Seeing your word multiple times a day helps you to stay mindful of it. It's not just a resolution that you write down once and never look back on. It's something that you want to integrate as part of your daily life. Another practical tip is to incorporate my word into my daily journaling practice. So if you don't journal, then obviously you don't need to worry about this. However, I find it's a great way to clear headspace. It doesn't even have to be sort of a daily practice. It could just be weekly. It could be ad hoc. It could be, you know, you set yourself up for a monthly time to sit down and reassess how the month before has gone, what you want to achieve in the coming month and again keep as part of that this focused word. So I write about how I'm incorporating my word into my life and I reflect on how it's helping me achieve my goals and this practice helps me to stay accountable and motivated. So you also want to think about how you are going to create a supportive environment. This is going to be crucial for integrating your word into your daily life. Even just sharing your word of the year in a Facebook group or on one of your social media profiles is a way to help keep you accountable. You know, if you use Canva, head in there, create yourself a fancy pretty image around it. Stick it on your vision board if you have a vision board for the year ahead. If you download my my journaling prompts, you will also be given a link to my Facebook group, free group, where we will be sharing our words. So if you want to join us there, you can do. I also seek out resources such as books, podcasts and workshops that align with my word and help to keep me motivated, keep me working towards it. Now, you know, if your, if your word is health, you're going to want to find and read and listen to things about that and budget isn't necessarily an you know something that has to be a restriction here there are free podcasts there are books you can get out of the library there are often free workshops and things that you'll find along the way so don't you know let that put you off even if your budget is zero for this there's still ways to bring that focused word into your environment. Now another way to create a supportive environment is to build habits that align with your word. For example, if my word was health, I might create a habit of taking a daily walk or meal prepping on Sundays or keeping a little tally of how much water I'm drinking through the day. These habits help me stay on track and make my word part of my daily routine. However, 
even if it's health, even if your long-term aim is to, say, lose weight, they don't have to be, um, the, the daily habits, they don't have to be extreme or kind of punishment. The point of having a word of the year is to feel good. And let's be honest, feeling good about life is more than half the battle already won. So, however, as with any new endeavour, choosing a word of the year can present its own I suppose set of challenges, but by acknowledging and addressing these challenges, we can help to develop basically the resilience and the commitment needed to stay on track and achieve our goals or just to embody our word of the year. And that can take us a lot further sometimes than having a lot of goals that we need to tick off. Now, it's natural you're going to feel resistance (laughs) at the beginning when embarking on any new journey, whether it's fear of failure or, you know, you're uncertain about the future, you're uncertain about whether you can really take this into your life and let it last past January. Now, these feelings can be overwhelming and cause us to second guess our decisions. However, I think it's important to remember that resistance is a normal part of the process and that it can be overcome if you just keep that word as a focus. Don't worry about too much. You do not have to be perfect. You're going to feel a bit of resistance. You're going to feel like, is this possible? But just by keeping your word front and center, it's amazing how much change can happen. So one way that I find that helps me deal with resistance is to really focus on the benefits of choosing a word of the year by reminding myself why I chose my word and what I hope to achieve, it becomes easier to stay motivated. I don't ever use it as something that is, as I said earlier, kind of too extreme or too much of a punishment. It's, it's a very positive thing. Now, obviously, life is full of unexpected (laughs) twists and turns, and it's important to be able to adapt through the year. And that's why a word is helpful. And when it comes to choosing a word, staying committed, you know, if change is happening in your life, it can be challenging. However, by remaining flexible, you can learn and grow throughout the year. As I said, this is not some short term thing. It's not a resolution that you've got to achieve by the end of January or February. It is something that is going to evolve and change. Try to remain flexible and open-minded. I try to remind myself that setbacks and obstacles are a natural part of the process. They're going to happen. They're going to happen that you don't say your word is health. It's going to happen that you don't do some things that are so healthy. But you've got a whole year, you can come back to it. It's not something that you kind of either succeed or fail at in the short term. It is something that is going to be an overarching theme. That way, even if I go a little off course, a word of the year helps guide me back, whereas a resolution would have probably been forgotten many, many months ago. (laughs) You know, time you're in June or October, you will have probably long forgotten resolutions. But hopefully, if you keep your word center stage, you will not have forgotten about that. 
Now, what I found about choosing a word of the year is it can really have quite a profound impact on, well, definitely on my life. It helps me focus. It helps me grow, I believe. And sometimes it can even transform your life quite radically in ways that you never thought possible. So personally, I've experienced really the transformative power of choosing a word of the year a few times now. So that first year when I chose the word growth, it really helped me to stay the course in my business. And every time I had a wobble, which was very often, (laughs) I reminded myself that growth is not always easy, but it needs to be stuck to if you want to reap the benefits. I think you can see with growth how, how it covers so many things because growth alone is ever-changing. It goes, sometimes it's little, sometimes it's more, you know. As you go through that year, you can be guided by it because it, it becomes a part of you, part of who you are. Now, another year I chose the word gratitude and it was actually a good choice of word, although I didn't know it at the time, as obviously gratitude it helps you to appreciate the good things in life and to be more positive overall now that year actually turned out to be quite a difficult one for me personally and I think that without that guiding word of gratitude I might have let myself get much more down now obviously I didn't know that when I chose it so maybe there was a little bit of intuition at play there if you believe in that um, because it really did help Now, the great thing about Word of the Year is that it's there for us through the ups and downs of any normal year. It's not just about some kind of highfalutin resolution that is so perfect in its vision that we almost know that we're going to kind of set ourselves up for failure before we start. And choosing a Word of the Year doesn't just impact us personally. It can also have a ripple effect in our relationships and wider community. When we share our chosen word with others, it can inspire them maybe to choose their own word as my my friend choosing a word helped me. And that can help people to make changes in their own lives. It can also help us to connect with others who have, you know, similar goals and aspirations. Even if our words for the year are not the same, you can see how others are working towards that. And it's really interesting to see why they've chosen such a word. When we embody our chosen word in our interactions with others, it can have a positive impact on our relationships, our close family, friends, relationships, and again, out into the wider world. For example, if our chosen word is kindness, we may be more mindful of how we treat others and obviously strive to be more compassionate and understanding both to others but also to ourselves because kindness goes both ways we're often very hard on ourselves so kindness could be you know you choose it because you want to be kinder to yourself so as I embrace my word of the year I kind of find it important to measure my progress and success again not in a living up to a standard way it's just a way to to basically keep focused on what I want to do and to help me stay motivated. Now I don't do this through 
hardcore goals. Now, I do love setting goals, particularly in my business, sometimes in my personal life too. Um, But I kind of keep that separate in a way. The goals are separate from the word of the year. Yes, they might be very aligned with it. However, the way I, I kind of measure success for my word of the year is rather more through reflection. So for me, reflection is an important tool for measuring progress. I like, as I said, I like to use a journal to reflect on my journey and assess my growth. I just take that bit of time to reflect and assess how I'm getting on. That way I can stay on track. And as I said, I don't always journal daily. Sometimes I do. If I've got a lot of things in my head that I want to kind of clear out, I find it great for that. But sometimes I just do it as like a weekly or a monthly exercise just to see, am I aligning with my word? Sometimes I'm not. You know, as I said earlier, I go off track, but that brings me back to it. And that reflection allows me not to be too rigid in my approach, as that is just not something that suits my personality. And if I want to journal, I will. If I feel that I just want to let things sit for a while and kind of noodle around my brain instead, I'll do that. Choosing a word of the year isn't just about setting goals and achieving them. It's also about celebrating the small wins along the way. Now, one of my favorite things about having a word of the year is that it helps me to stay focused on my priorities and appreciate the progress I'm making. For example, when my word of the year was gratitude, I really made a conscious effort to practice gratitude every day, whether it was by writing in a journal or simply taking a moment to appreciate the people and things in my life. What I love to do is just before I'm falling asleep at night, and again, you don't have to be super rigid about this, but you know, if you're having trouble falling asleep, sometimes I'll just take a few minutes to just think about three things that I really appreciated about that day. And sometimes if you've had a bad day, it's not always easy, but you can always find something, you know, whether that's just something that we take for granted, our ability to move around or our ability to hear music or something that someone said to you that day that was wonderful or you know the warmth of your dog sitting on your lap you can always find something and also I find that that tends to relax me because I'm focusing on good and that can help me to fall asleep and by the end of that year when I was focusing on gratitude I felt more content I think and fulfilled than I had in a long time even though it had been a difficult year now another friend chose the word balance as her word of the year. Now she had been feeling really overwhelmed by work and family responsibilities and she just wanted to find a way to create more balance every day, you know, work-life balance but also kind of her mental balance, you know, as she was taking on so much and dealing with so many responsibilities. Now How she approached it was throughout the year she made small changes to her routine such as scheduling regular coffee dates with friends, saying no more often which was super important and carving out time for herself and by the end of the year she felt happier 
and more in control of her life. That was the feedback that she gave to me. Now, it wasn't some rigid thing. It wasn't like, you know, perfection was achieved overnight. You have to kind of not work at it, but focus on it. In her case, she had to make sure that ahead of time, she did call a friend booking that coffee, you know, in for three weeks ahead of time. She did have to ask others for help with childcare and things like that. So it wasn't easy. Um, but by choosing balance, she knew throughout the year what her focus was. Now, when you embrace your your basically the power of choosing a word of the year it's important to keep in mind a long-term vision but it should be adaptable choosing a word helps us stay focused but you can also think about how it fits into our larger vision for the future so we've talked about the practicalities of choosing a word of the year but another element for me is the spiritual or more woo side now some of you may not be open to this while others will fully embrace it kind of wholeheartedly. For me, I need the balance of practicality, but I also love, I don't know, a little bit of kind of serendipity thrown in. So let's be honest, words have power and hold resonance. Choosing a word of the year from a law of attraction perspective, I don't know whether you believe in the law of attraction or you don't, I still think it's a powerful tool for kind of manifesting your desires and aligning with your highest potential. So the law of attraction is based on the principle that like attracts like. And even if you don't fully embrace that, I think we can recognize that by being verbal about what our word of the year is, by staying focused on it, even that alone, even the practical side is gonna really help us. And to throw in that little element, (laughs) that little magic element, um, I think that takes it a step further. So the law, as I said, of attraction is based on like. And by focusing on positive thoughts and intentions, we can attract positive experiences and outcomes into our lives. Selecting a word of the year is a way to set an intention and really to create a focal point for your energy and your attention throughout the year. So when choosing your word, I think it's important to consider the energy and the vibration of the word. So words carry a certain frequency. And by selecting a word that resonates with your desires and aspirations, you can begin to align your thoughts, your emotions and your actions. I think that's all important with the energy of that word. So, for example, if you choose the word abundance, you're setting the intention basically to focus on prosperity, wealth and abundance in all areas of your life. It doesn't have to just be about money. It can be a much wider abundance. Now, by consistently holding this word in your awareness, you're signaling to the universe, to whatever higher power that you want to call it, source energy, whatever works for you, that you are open and receptive to abundance and you're more likely to attract experiences and opportunities that reflect this energy. Now the process of choosing a word of the year can also help you clarify your goals, your priorities, 
by reflecting on what you want to manifest in the coming year and identifying a word that encapsulates those desires, you're setting a clear intention and creating a framework for your manifestations to happen. And even if you don't resonate with the law of attraction, manifestation just means bringing into effect something that wasn't there before. Even if you want to focus solely on the practical side of things, you're still taking action and that's the important part. I think the word can help you stay focused and aligned with your goals throughout the year, making it easier to recognise and seize opportunities that are in alignment with what you want to achieve. Now, once you've chosen your word of the year, it's important to integrate it into your daily life. This can be done through various practices such as visualisation, affirmation, meditation, whatever works for you. By visualising yourself embodying the energy of your chosen word and affirming it as a present reality in your life, you're kind of reinforcing the energetic connection to that word and strengthening your alignment with it. Now, meditation can also be a powerful tool for deepening your connection to your word of the year as it allows you to quieten your mind and tune into the energy of your intention. Sometimes I will, I'm not great at meditation. I'm somebody that goes through ebbs and flows with it. I always get the feeling that I'm not doing it correctly, which is probably silly. But what I do do sometimes is when I've chosen a word is I just sit on the sofa. I just close my eyes. I just focus on breathing in and out. And I also just bring that word into my mind. Now, obviously, my mind's going to wander. It's going to go on to other things. However, by just bringing it back to that central place, it can really help. Ultimately, choosing a word of the year from a law of attraction perspective is a deeply personal practice invites you to take an active role in shaping your reality and consciously co-creating the life you desire by aligning your thoughts emotions and actions with the energy of your chosen word you're harnessing the power of the law of attraction to draw in experiences and opportunities that reflect that energy now even as i said if you're not open to that i still think you can see the energy of choosing a word it's important to approach the process of choosing a word of the year with openness and receptivity. So if you don't align with law of attraction, don't choose it in that way. Choose it from a very practical point of view. But still allow yourself to be guided by your intuition and inner wisdom. And I believe we all have that. Whatever you think, we do have inner wisdom. And explore different words and their meanings. Pay attention to how each word makes you feel and whether it resonates with your aspirations and intentions for the year ahead. Trust that the right word will reveal itself to you and be open to the insights and guidance that arise during this process. As you embark on this journey, remember that the law of attraction or the law of practicality responds to the energy you emit through your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs and your actions. Therefore, it's essential to kind of cultivate positive and empowered mindset as you engage with your word of the year. Embrace a sense of gratitude, 
optimism and possibility, knowing that your chosen word is a beacon guiding you towards the experiences and manifestations. And remember what I said, that's just bringing into into effect something that wasn't there before, that align with basically your highest, your highest kind of aspirations and the highest good for you during the year. Remember to integrate your word into your daily life and that will really help you to stay focused. So we're coming to the end of today's podcast. Really the sole aim of this is not to be not to get caught up in too much perfection as you choose your word of the year. And once you've chosen it, bring it into your daily life, whether that's reminders, whether it's visualization, a vision board, whether it's a little bit of meditation, whether it's writing down affirmations that align with your word of the year. There's so many ways we can do it. And on a more practical sense, are you taking steps towards achieving what you want to achieve? Are you taking steps towards those goals that are going to help you? So as we're coming to the end, you want to know what my word is for 2024? I'll tell you. I did in fact give you a few clues earlier. My word of the year this year is abundance. And I'm hoping that this will be my guiding light in the 12 months ahead, definitely, obviously in financial matters, but also in an abundance of time and in an abundance of relaxation, taking more time for myself. So that's how I apply it, you see. Yes, abundance to me is obviously an abundance of money, of financial goals, but it is also an abundance in any area that I want to make it. That's what I love about Word of the Year. It can be so flexible and touch on so many aspects of your life. Now, don't forget to help you select your Word of the Year. You can download my free journaling prompts at nichelifesuccess.com forward slash word. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.